Blog Talk Radio. morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled, Making Choices is a God-Given Ability. And as normally, I will read the promotional material. Imagine this. God allows us to make choices. God gives us the free choice and free will to live our lives the way we desire. But of course, God's desire is that we would choose to love and obey him. When our hearts are turned toward God, then making decisions that honor him are possible. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, this is the New King James Version, says, In him also... We have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Verse 12 says that we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of his glory. Today, I want you to meet our special guest, Dr. Michael Lay. He has a doctorate in ministry and a doctorate in theology, and he is on air with us today. I just want to tell you a little bit about him. He retired from King County Department of Corrections as an officer after 35-plus years. Dr. Lay is a well-known teacher at the Bishop A.L. Hardy Academy of Theology and the founder and president of New Beginnings Bible Ministries. Within our local Christian communities, and believe me when I say this, Dr. Lay is recognized as the epitome of a servant leader. And with that, I am going to turn this entire episode over to our Dr. Lay. Dr. Lay, welcome. And I am clapping. (laughs) Take it on. Okay. Okay, thank you very much for that uh, wonderful introduction. Uh, Somebody said, I'll come back another time to get an introduction like that. So uh, thank you for that. (laughs) I want to say hello to everybody this day. This is the day that God has given us. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so it's a a wonderful day in the Lord, and it's a great day to uh, be alive. Even though we have a pandemic in the land, it's still a good day to be alive in the Lord. So we praise God for his, his blessings, for his mercy, and for his love that he sheds down upon us daily. Today I was wanting to talk about uh, choices, that choices are uh, is a God-given ability that God has given to us. And we need to know that. We need to know that in order that we can take 
maybe greater responsibility for our life uh, and greater responsibility for our life and salvation, that we have this ability to choose uh, good and evil, and, of course, God wants us to choose good. The Bible tells us that God doesn't want that any should perish, but all would come to repentance. So God's choice for us is that we would choose good rather than evil. Sometimes people uh, uh, do things and they, uh, you know, they commit some kind of wrong uh, doing onto us or somebody else and and they uh, don't take responsibility for what they did. I think recently in the in uh, our national arena, people uh, rioted uh, in the Washington, D.C. and uh, came against the uh, governmental buildings and overtook them. And some people had the nerve to say or indicate it wasn't their fault, it was the president's fault. Uh, they weren't willing to take responsibility for their actions. And so my, my interest here is that we take respons- responsibility for our actions uh, in our everyday life, but also to take responsibility for our actions in terms of salvation and also in terms of sin. You know, we we don't want to blame other people for our wrongdoings. Uh, We want to let that rest upon us. So uh, choosing, I'm suggesting that the ability to choose good over evil or choose good uh, or evil is a God-given responsibility or uh, attribute, characteristic, if you will, that God has. Uh, given this ability to man in order that he can hold man accountable and that man can live life however he wants. He can choose to serve God or he can choose to serve sin. It's it's up to man what he wants to do. And whenever this might seem kind of this whole uh, uh, scenario or uh, this whole scenario might seem a bit uh, trite or it may seem like, well, I don't see see that that needs to be proved. That's that seems uh, easily uh, acceptable and recognizable. Uh, however, in the Bible or anything that you say in terms of of God in the Bible, you have to you really need to prove it. You really need to prove that uh, that man is a free moral agent. That man can uh, decide to do good or he can decide to do bad. And you have to prove it from, it's best if you can prove it from the Old Testament to the New. So we're going to start, we're going to start in the Garden of Eden, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, what was going on there, and some of the problems that we noticed there. In the Garden of Eden, as you remember in the beginning uh, of that era, Adam and Eve were settled there in the Garden, and they were living uh, a productive life. They, they only had one command. They only had one do or don't that they couldn't that they had to observe and uh today we have many commands we have many things that god tells us to do in the garden they only had one command essentially that they had to observe and that was that stated in genesis the second chapter uh, uh verses 16 and 17 God said they could eat of uh, all the trees of the garden except the one in the midst of the garden, uh, the tree of good and evil. So they only had that one injunction that they uh, were held accountable for. Now, the, the, the fact that God uh, told them 
that that they they could only eat of this one tree that or could not excuse me could not eat of this one tree indicates to us implies the ability to choose good good and evil or bad or good or obeying and disobeying and the, so so God gives them this one command and he he built this into man this characteristic that man could respond appropriately to the commands of God otherwise if God didn't uh uh build man that that kind of way, then man could not be held accountable for his actions. Uh, in, in fact, uh, Adam, by way of talking about his sin, he, he indicated to God that uh, the reason that he sinned was because of the woman that God gave him. So he was ultimately trying to escape the consequences of his sin by indicating it was God that gave him that uh, that woman that caused him to sin, but but uh, the command the command to not eat of the tree of the, in the midst of the garden was given to him first and foremost. He was uh, he was told by God what what he could do and what he couldn't do. He t- God told him that, and he indicated that in the day that he ate of that of that fruit. And you all you all probably know this story. He ate of that fruit in the midst of the garden. He would die, and he didn't mean that he would uh, physically die. He would he would flop over dead if he ate of the tree in the midst of the garden. He was indicating indicating to him that he would die spiritually, so that that if he ate of that tree, he would die spiritually. And so God is holding him accountable to follow His command that He gives him in the midst of the garden. So he is responsible. God is making him responsible for his behavior. So uh, we might glean from that, once again, that we're all responsible for our own behavior. Nobody makes us do anything. Uh, And we we noticed uh, that uh, in terms of the garden that Adam and Eve sinned, and Eve was uh, seduced, if you will, by the serpent, and uh, she tried to escape the consequences of her actions, too, uh, by blaming the serpent. Uh, it was the serpent's uh, fault, if you will. But I want you to know that, it, that she's responsible also for that, for that command that God gave to Adam because she had been told that same command that we're not supposed to eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. If you look at her conversation that she has with uh, the serpent, you, you would notice that she had knowledge that she wasn't supposed to eat of that, of that tree. Uh, even though we notice that she uh, added to uh, that command, she knew she wasn't supposed to eat of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. But she went ahead and ate of that tree, and then she gave it to her husband, who uh, seemingly uh, was close by uh, because she he she readily gave it to him and he ate of the of the fruit of that tree. Now it says of that situation that in, in the midst of the garden there it says of that situation in First Timothy two fourteen it says that Adam was deceived but the woman being deceived was in transgression that even though the serpent tricked her 
he manipulated her. He, it, whatever you want to say, maybe he smooth talked her. Uh, he beguiled her. Uh, whatever you want to say, she, uh, she still sinned. She may have been tricked, but she knew that she wasn't supposed to eat of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. That's the bottom line. That's what, that's what God held her accountable for was that she knew that she, that she wasn't supposed to eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. And so instead of doing what God would have her to do, she, she had a choice to make. Was she going to do, uh, uh, do what the uh, serpent suggested she should do? Or was she going to, or, or was she going to do what God had commanded her uh, to do? And so she decided that she would do what, what the serpent uh, tricked her, deceived her into doing. And then, and, and from that point on, sin is enters into the world. And uh, and then, as as I already indicated, her husband follows her her lead, and he eats of the tree also. Now he knew. I think I would say that he knew better than Miss Eve that he wasn't supposed to. Uh, eat of that tree in the midst of the garden. He knew it better than Eve. I'm going to say because he was given the the charge. He was given that uh, specific charge first, and I think he he the God laid it out before him first, and and so he did. He had a, a good hold of what the situation was, and. Uh, he knew full well of what the situation was that he wasn't supposed to eat of the, in the midst of the garden. He may have, and uh, and we're just we just be supposing here. He may have not, uh, if you will, all the consequences of his actions. He may not have uh, thought about if I eat of this tree, then uh, I'm going to be separated from God. Uh, if I eat of this tree, it's going to cause me to disobey God and commit sin. I'm going to align myself, if you will, with sin and Eve instead of righteousness and God. Uh, Adam, Adam was not deceived. He was aware that he wasn't supposed to eat, and there was con- he knew that there would be consequences for his actions. So I don't know how much he weighed that or how long. It didn't look like he thought about it too much. He just went ahead and, and did it, it looks like. And because he made that free will choice, God held him accountable for his actions also. So Miss Miss Eve and Mr. Adam, they were both uh, they were both free moral agents, and they both had the ability to choose good or evil. the The consequences of their actions was laid out before them. They uh, knew that they would become dead spiritually, but they may not have uh, reckoned it as far as they needed to reckon it. They may not have thought about it as far as they needed to think about it. Uh, that may be so, but nonetheless, they, they, they are held accountable for their actions. And just as they were held accountable for their actions, we are held accountable for our actions because, as I suggested, God has given us the ability to choose good or evil. Don't let anybody tell you that uh, somebody else made them do it. They did it because they chose to do it. They chose to disobey. They chose to do the things that they did. And uh, uh, if we look down the road a little ways in the book of Exodus, 
we find a situation that exists there where where people had to choose good uh, or evil, following God's command or disobeying God's command. In Exodus, the 12th chapter, we notice that, that Moses laid out before the people what they were supposed to do regarding the Passover and the uh, applying of blood on the doorposts and the lintels of the house. They knew full well what they should do, and they knew full well what the consequences was. But someone might say, as in the case of Adam and, well, excuse me, in the case of Moses and the children of Israel, they had no choice. They could either obey God and live or disobey God and die. And they, uh, they chose to obey those that, that follow the Passover instruction and apply the blood, if you will, uh, to the doorpost and etc. So those, those people did have a choice. They could either choose to follow God or choose to disobey God. And that's, our, that's the same choice as we have today. And in the future, next time that I'm on for this particular event, that we're going to talk about others that, that made free will choices, and because they had the ability to respond, uh, they responded as they uh, thought was best. And it may or may not have uh, gained them a, a place in eternity. So we'll be talking about that some more. I'm going to give it back to our host for today, uh, Deaconess, or our executive director, <laughs> Naja Brown. Thank you, Dr. Lay. All right. Well, you laid a good foundation, and we will get to hear the continuation in two weeks, February 23rd. And, um, yeah, so, so let, me, let me just say this. I might want to ask a few questions in the beginning of next, uh, the next episode, the part two, uh, just so that I can maybe ask questions that I might think maybe some of our listening audience may have. Is that okay with you? Oh, uh, that'd be okay. Okay. All right. All right, Dr. Lay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to say God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks and Dr. Lay will be returning. So you'll get to hear part two of his message. Thank you. And God bless you. God bless. <laughs>